Hey there, friends, and welcome to this New Light Sports Newscast for September 5th, 2019. Live from Zen Room Studios, I'm Andrew Oster. We're here today to do this newscast about Andrew Luck and the NFL Preview Show. Now, as tip-off of the NFL season begins tonight at Soldier Field in Chicago, there is one notable player not playing in the NFL this year, and that would be the Indianapolis Colts quarterback, Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck was one of the greatest NFL quarterbacking talents the league has ever seen. His career was tragically mired by injury and missed time and what some would say is a tragic loss of not reaching their potential. But I got a different take on his retirement, and this isn't a rebuttal to all the comments and the really just insanely misguided comments that people have about his retirement. See, it's a new era out there. It's a new world. The old world, the old macho masculine world is fading because in the newer world, men who play these ultra masculine sports, they're changing. Men around the world are softening. So they, the sports will soften a little as well. And soft doesn't mean weak. It means more allowance, more acceptance, more grace. It definitely doesn't mean weak, bad person, or bad athlete, or a bad man. In fact, I would argue that it means make you a better man. Now, Andrew Luck retired early, stirring the minds of people of all the what-ifs, and it brought to mind, to me, of some of the great artists who have retired early, where you think of what music could they have created, what what could they have done with more of their time given to their music? And people like Phil Collins, who's had nerve issues in his neck and has had neck surgery to try and repair it, but he can't hold drumsticks like he used to. So Phil Collins doesn't play or make music anymore. He's collecting cannonballs about the Alamo these days. No lie. I also think of uh, the legendary Pink Floyd frontman Sid Barrett who battled mental health issues his whole life and had to call it quits from Pink Floyd in the early 70s because the band missed him dearly and the music world and music fans will always wonder, what if? One of the most prolific American writers of the 20th century, Norman Mailer, he saw and he said that the inner lives of great novelists are like heavyweight boxing champions and that he himself probably went one too many rounds. Now, it's that type of creative fatigue and health issues that pop up in artists. But athletes differ than artists or actors and actresses and musicians in the sense that their careers and their ability for self-expression is limited by their body's ability to function at that high level their sport requires them to. A sport especially as brutal and as physical as the NFL, where a career of five years is considered average and if not successful and long to the old world way of thinking calling it quits early would seem like a sign of weakness and not being able to grit it out and oh well you have this ability so you need to keep on doing this no that's why i think andrew luck's retirement is a courageous act of self-love you really don't know how he's feeling 
the man has gone through more injuries than you and I would care to do an entire lifetime. We really have to allow people to express themselves freely in the world these days. Just let them be themselves. We don't know what they're thinking in their head or how their bodies feel or how they emotionally feel about the tasks and jobs that they do day to day. Let them say how they feel. This is especially true of athletes and musicians and our artists because their best work comes from freely expressing themselves. And these are the works and these are the games and those are the moments that history and our fans will remember is when they're at their best expressing themselves. So when they're not expressing themselves on the field or on the stage or in the studio, we have to let them express themselves off the field. The days of the the shut up and play athletes are over. So Andrew Luck is leading the new charge, being vulnerable and taking and making a hard, courageous choice, a choice where he loves himself enough, where he's willing to accept and want a better future for his lives, his future family's lives, and to really quit what he's been obsessed with for the last 20 years. And that's most of his life. He's a young man. Now, he wasn't the only player to leave the game. 1,000 American football players lose their job every year after training camp cuts. I always found it weird that the NFL is the only major sports league in the world without a legitimate minor league system. There is no safety net for players coming out of college. That is brutal job security for a sport that requires you to make life-changing commitments of your body type and your way of life and how you view the world just for a chance to make it into the league. No safety net at all with any sort of minor leagues set up to help develop players and help keep people in the game. And also, no lifetime medical for anybody who's willing to put in the time and to destroy their body for the sport of football. That is this kind of indentured servitude mindset that the the NFL owners continually hold over the players. That's why you've seen a lot of social protest happening at the NFL level. The NFL reflects the negative side of America a lot. It's an old world sport and it's not changing with the times, but it's still so fascinating in that it does reflect the negative side. The fact that the NFL is the only major sports league in the world without a legitimate minor league fascinates me. It is the richest sports league in the world. It brings in more revenue than any other sports league in the world. And they don't want to have a minor league system set up for the players that make their sport possible. They just keep churning college kids right out, maybe onto a practice squad, maybe onto a team, but then churning them right back onto the streets or wherever they went. And I think this is going to change a lot in the future. Now, the NCAA has definitely reaped the benefits of having skilled players stay in college to make the college game interesting. Like the threat of being cut in the NFL is enough to keep more kids playing in college. But with the way the game is changing and becoming more offensive and skill-based, meaning that the game rules and the game flow are promoting more offensive and skill positions. One could argue that more college-level players are more NFL-ready than they have been in the past. So a lot of college kids are probably in their athletic prime 
and in their best NFL years while they're in college. So it makes sense that they should have the option to at least turn pro and make some money while their bodies still can, especially at the running back position or certain skill positions where their best years, their best football years are in college and they're wasting it. Not wasting it, but if that if going professional is the route they want to go, they're not making any money while they're in college and spending the best athletic years of their life while in college with no other options. You could say there's international leagues to go to, but those opportunities are rare and usually not worth it. The AAF, that was never going to be a minor leagues team for the NFL. That was a tech-driven company about gambling and in-game data analytics. I think only at the end they tried to work the narrative that they were trying to be an NFL minor league because they lost some major investors along the way. And the NFL was trying, or they were trying to raise money from those lost investors. So they wanted the NFL to buy in. I wouldn't be surprised if the NFL just never liked them to begin with. And maybe relationships soured. And if the NFL instigated investors leaving the AAF company. Because, yeah, they were a tech company to start with. They were not a football company. Football was the product that you saw, but they were a tech company. Another big storyline for the NFL this year is the last season in Oakland for the Raiders. Now, after this year, that'll make three major franchise moves to three different cities. No sports league in the world has ever done this, and definitely no major sports league in the world, and definitely not the richest sports league in the world. And the motivation for all this is money. The NFL loves money, loves making money. That's why they don't want to set up a minor league system. It would cost them more. They don't want to have to pay players lifetime medical. It would cost them more. They want to move to cities with the highest amount of media market coverage so that they can charge insane amounts to TV networks for money. That's how they make a lot of their money is on these TV contracts. Now, although it'll be the last year in Oakland, it won't be until they play in Las Vegas for their first year where the weirdness of this reality will really sink in. Having firsthand experience living in San Diego and seeing the Chargers move, up the five to Carson or Inglewood, wherever they're going to play them. It isn't until the first year that they move away and play in a different city where the, the weirdness factor sets in, where the something just ain't right factor sets in. Now, it's not the first time the Raiders have moved around the West Coast, but still, three moves in three years is unprecedented. But it's all for that money. So some bold predictions for this NFL season are that there's going to be way too much replay review and the game's pace of play is going to slow down. We're going to get into some baseball type pace of play questions, especially now that pass interferences can be challenged. We're going to be seeing, especially at the TV level, way too many replays and it just the game's going to feel slow. There's going to be less game action and more replays and more ads probably on the side that's another prediction you're going to see more of these in-game ads so you're going to feel like you're getting more game time but you're not you're actually just getting more advertisements while you while you're watching the game kind of like that picture-in-picture -picture ad 
but there's going to be more replays and the pace of play is going to be affected. And this and that will be a talking point next offseason. Watch that. This season, you're also going to see a lot more next-gen stat usage and stat breaks down. You're going to see a lot more miles-per-hour stats, bursts, times, throw arcs, 3D re-imaging. The NFL spent a lot of money on this in the last year, and you're really going to see this for the TV broadcast this year. Stay tuned for that. And also, stay tuned to feeling tired of hearing next-gen stats. Another interesting trend I see happening more and more is more teams using two quarterback formations. I see a big possibility of the league's future in going to two quarterback sets where you have more pass throwers on the field. So you have more play play design options. Now, as the game gets more sophisticated and as offense is more promoted more through rule changes and through so-called safety initiatives, but they're really offensive and scoring initiatives. Watch out for the use of more two quarterback formations. That's going to happen. Also, the owners probably wouldn't mind that happening because that would devalue the importance of the quarterback position, meaning they get to pay them less. And I speculate if baseball's doing the same to starting pitching, where they've kind of devalued the starter to have more bullpen importance, and it might have been an analytic thing, but I think deep down the owners liked it. They saw that Clayton Kershaw contract and they went, oh, hell no. We don't want, how do we not pay our guys that? Oh, let's say the analytics say bullpen people are more important. Devalues the starter. I wouldn't be surprised if the NFL in the future starts looking to devalue the quarterback position, much the same way they're trying to do to the running back position. But players still need to get paid. We need a higher floor for everybody. And players still need to get paid more and be taken care of more. Especially for the marginal players who get cut and are on the bubble year after year. They are scraping by with no medical coverage for their futures. A stunning prediction, a stunning but not so stunning prediction, is that major injuries will severely affect the league outcome and... It will screw your fantasy team over. That's a not-so-shocking prediction. Well, all right. I'd like to hear your bold NFL predictions. Go to the website at newlightsports.com and send me a message of your bold NFL predictions and what deeper insights you see happening to the league this year. Thanks for listening. That's all for this New Light Sports newscast. I'll see you next time. Adios.